Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Wednesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi. It's the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. It is National Signing Day as Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall reminded us yesterday, this isn't the early signing day period, Kelly Sander. This is the normal signing day period. Whatever happens in February is after the fact and late, correct? And and it used to be the other way around. It used to be that the, the quote-unquote first signing day was the first Wednesday in February. So, you know, sportscasters were all geared up for that uh, that first Wednesday in February to go. But, but I, I totally agree with what Coach Hall said yesterday. It just makes a lot more sense. The players want to get this behind them, too, so that they can focus on the task at hand. Quit taking text messages at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, their phone will die down. They can enjoy the holidays without being harassed, you know, by schools that where they're not going. Uh, it, it's just better for everybody involved. And we've, we're going to get everybody up to date, Luke, with the very latest on uh, signing day at Southern Miss. First segment, as always, brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you. Dickie's a great place to take the whole family. Take them inside, lots of seating, and, of course, uh, you can pick out your favorite meat and favorite sides. Or they can cater your Christmas event. Maybe you uh, want to watch some some bowl games next week in uh, NFL as, as the playoffs approach, and maybe you have a New Year's Eve party. Let Dickie's cater that so uh, you can contact them. The hometown team in Hattiesburg, located out by Turtle Creek Mall, Justin, our, our good friend Justin, and his entire staff uh, would love to make your Christmas and holiday season uh, more special with Dickie's Barbecue. Smoked here, loved everywhere. All right, let's get into it just a little later. Heath Hinton uh, will join us uh, to, to maybe add some some deeper commentary uh, beyond the numbers and some of the, the names that Kelly and, and I walked through in this first segment. Patrick McGee joins us, as he does every Wednesday, uh, to, to reflect back on uh, on Southern Miss Bowl victory over Rice and then to talk uh, some Saints. But let's get into it, Kelly. Right, we've been uh, studying this. As of right now, uh, 23 new Golden Eagles. Um, and when we start looking at it, the, the numbers that we're about to give you are, are high school, junior college, and portal. But of the 23 names uh, right now, 17 are from high school and junior college. Um, among that breakdown, 14 high school guys so uh, and, and three junior college, six from the portal. And, Kelly, as we were looking at this, I mean, there's a uh, – of these names, of these 23 
uh, a lot of emphasis on the offensive side of the football. No surprise there. Uh, even though the offense did seem to particularly click the last three games of the year, as Will Hall predicted it would, there's still going to be some uh, some needs there. Obviously, Brownlee is graduating. He's been you know the keynote player for Southern Miss as a receiver the last couple of years. You're working into a situation now where Frank Gore, who has already said he's coming back for his final year of eligibility, he will he'll leave next year. So never there's never a bad time to restock the shelves and get some guys a little bit of mileage before potentially they're thrust into a starting position. Let's uh, let's start with the portal, just because that's what we've been talking about, kind of familiar here. So in the portal, uh, three offensive, three defensive, uh, two quarterbacks, the names we've been talking about, Billy Wiles and, and Holman Edwards, Wiles from Clemson and Edwards from Houston. They do get an offensive lineman, Cavasas, that we uh, we talked about the other day from Mississippi State. I believe he has four years left to play. And then defensively, they kind of spread uh, spread the wealth out, defensive lineman, uh, one linebacker, and, and a defensive back. Um, so, so Kelly, I mean, six portal guys and maybe an opportunity in the days to come to add a few more. Well, one-third of those portal people that you just mentioned are quarterbacks. So a lot of questions have to be settled there. I mean, you don't want to have eight scholarship quarterbacks You know, there. I mean, <laughs> we did see a couple of years ago where eight would have been needed, but under 99% of the circumstances, you're not going to need that many guys. So that leads to a lot of questions to people who are on that quarterback list you know, this year, obviously, Jake Lang will be gone. Uh, Trey Lowe, I think Will Hall indicated yesterday that even though Trey Lowe does have another year of eligibility, he's going to get his doctorate and, and move on with his life. So there's two guys, you know, that, that will, you know, not be there. But then what happens to, to Ty Keyes after the injury? You know, Zach Wilkie started some this year. What, what will his situation be? T Webb, you know, the, the list goes on. Those are going to be, and because the, that position is the marquee position anyway, Luke. I think that's what's going to raise the most questions is how will this quarterback depth chart sort itself out when we head into the spring? The defensive side of the uh, portal signees today, MJ Daniels, originally from Loosedale, Mississippi. He's coming down from Ole Miss. He was a four-star recruit. Um, and uh, a few more of those guys Thomas, Eric Thomas Jr., originally from Pensacola. He's a defensive lineman, 6'3", 253, three years to play out of Arkansas. And then a, um, uh, a linebacker, Colby Cage, whom we, we mentioned yesterday, coming up from Arizona. All right, um, 14 uh, of the 23 are, are high school guys, um, and then three more junior college guys. All three junior college guys, Kelly, a team that we're familiar with as you cover Pearl River, as I cover uh, Jones College. Um, Quez McNeil, uh, a, a defensive back. Um, Henderson, Tyquan Henderson, big 6'3", 200-pound uh, receiver from Canton, um, Mississippi. And then, who am I missing? Now they're both, they're yeah. both out of Quez Col- McNeil. They're both out of Colin. Yeah, all three of these guys yeah. are are out of out of Colin uh, Community College. So pretty interesting working uh, working that Jalen Sims. That that's the guy that I missed. Big recruit went to Memphis initially, came back. Uh, he's a linebacker, and uh, so three guys from Colin. I think what's most interesting about that number of of junior college guys, only three. Generally speaking, you know that a program might be in a level of distress when those numbers start getting up there to be seven, eight, and nine junior college guys because they're trying to fill people 
They have immediate needs. I mean, big-time needs in those positions. Ideally, coaches at the collegiate level would like to have these guys for four years. So the fact that, that Southern Miss right now has only got three JUCO guys, and in the linebacking position, you know, Maples, bless his heart, Ace Maples says, he's coming back, you know. Um, so, but, but the linebacking core, it's been well noted, you know, would need a little bit of help, so that that would make sense. But the point I'm trying to make, talking in circles, is that the fact that that the Eagles have not got went out have not gone out and got a lot of junior college guys would mean that uh, that the program all in all is in pretty good stead. Yeah, Jalen Sims this past year at Colin, 74 tackles, 10 and a half tackles for loss. Coming out of high school, um, he was uh, originally offered by Auburn, LSU, Louisville, Memphis. Uh, and an old miss. So that, that's a big get coming with two of his two of his uh, teammates. All right, a couple more names. We'll talk more uh, next week or next segment, I should say, with, with Heath Hinton. Uh, offensive line, because they do sign several offensive linemen. Um, one of the guys that's really talked about, Tanner Welch out of Northwestern Rankin. He's a true freshman, will be coming in 6'7", 320. And then out of Brandon High School, Luke Rogers. If that name rings a bell, it should. That is the uh, younger brother of the starting quarterback from Mississippi State, Will Rogers. Both of those young names coming in. And then uh, some size outside. We talk about, and Will said yesterday, uh, about the skill position. You will have skill positions. Uh, we're getting J.J. Butler, a wide receiver, 6'5", 207, out of Scott Central High School up in Forest. And then a guy that I think uh, is going to have a really good good career at Southern Miss. He's He signed it as a... As a tight end, he was listed as a wide receiver. But Xavius Reed, 6'4", 220, big, long, lanky frame out of LaGrange, Georgia. So a good mixture, Kelly, of skill and beef uh, on this uh, on this signing roster from and, high school. And let me ask you about this, too, Luke. Just because these different players, not just the high school guys, but even the transfers and the JUCO guys, just because they played certain positions at those particular schools doesn't necessarily mean that they might not be moved to a different position at Southern Miss. Do you anticipate uh, you know, any number of players perhaps transitioning from, say, a you know, DB to a linebacker, et cetera? That's just one example. Most of the time, if they have other thoughts, they'll you know list them as an athlete. There is actually one um, one guy on on the uh, the signing class that's listed that way. Austin Gonzalez, uh, a quarterback out of Plano, Texas, he's listed as an athlete, and and probably you think he might play a slot. It's five ten, one seventy five, five eleven, one seventy five. He would be a, a good good sign for a spot. A lot of people don't realize Michael Bowley started his Southern Miss career as a running back. So glad uh, those those switches happened. But just as we wrap up this segment, just a, a breakdown overall, the class when you throw in high school JUCO portal guys. So of the 23, 13 offense, 8 defense, 2 special teams. The special teamers are a deep snapper and a kicker. But on offense, uh, 4 quarterbacks, 1 running back, 3 wide receivers, 1 tight end, 4 offensive linemen. On the defensive side, two defensive linemen, four linebackers, and two defensive backs. And what you need to know, Kelly, a bunch of dudes from the state of Mississippi. And shout out to the deep snappers because you never hear about them, but uh, you really, really need one, and you can make a good living doing that. You never really think about the bad snapper, or the long snapper, rather, until there's a bad one. So shout out to the LSs today. 
Absolutely. We're going to take our first commercial break of the day. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation uh, will join us after the break. We're going to dive deeper into some of these names and let you know how uh, you sh- why you should be excited. Great class Eagles are pulling in uh, today on this uh, signing cl- signing day uh, of 2022 winter edition. Eagle Hour continues right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on this Wednesday, National Signing Day. Happy to have you along for the ride. Second segment brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. One of my buddies earlier today was headed down there uh, to get some swag uh, for uh, for some Christmas gifts. And uh, so Campus Bookmark, the place to go. Of course, you can shop online. Anytime, campusbookmark.net, our good friend Miss Kathleen and her great staff at Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Michael, and Kelly from Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. National Signing Day continues, 23 new Golden Eagles. And as we went to break, just uh, just broke that down again, just so you know, 13 on offense, 8 on defense, 2 on the special teams. And now we bring in Heath Hinton, who has been studying this for a long time. I mean, is it like having two Christmases in the same week for you, Heath, with National Signing Day being this close to Christmas? Whoops. I think we have lost Heath Hinton. We will get him back in in just a moment. But, Kelly, I guess it is for some of these guys that grade and observe and know these names off the top of their head. It really is. It's a fun day. There's Heath. There he is. Heath, I was asking you, you know, going into Christmas with National Signing Day being the same week or within the same seven-day period, is it like a second Christmas for you this week? It is. It is. It's fun to uh, finally see these guys sign and – Guys, you've been looking at, you've been studying, you've been trying to figure out where they're going, uh, commitments. It is. It's a lot of fun. Today's been a crazy day. Southern Miss getting started early, so we got started this morning about six thirty, seven o'clock. Overall, and then we'll dive into some of these names. Kelly and I interested to, for your take. Overall, why should Southern Miss fans be excited about this this class? And 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 I guess just answer the question: Is this a solid class? Absolutely. Right now, with rivals, they're the second ranked class in the Sun Belt. So uh, just a, a phenomenal class for Will Hall uh, in his third recruiting cycle. Look, if you want to get excited about something, something he said today in the press conference, which I thought really stood out. He says, first year he got here, he only had 13 scholarships to give out because of numbers. I mean, you're talking barely over 60 players on scholarship here. Last year he was able to add some guys. He had to add numbers to get to get his numbers up to 82, 83. Now they're adding pieces. They're at, they're plugging guys in places where they don't need the numbers, but they can really go out and fine tune and get guys that really fit their system. And I think that's what you're seeing with this class. This is a class to where they they had needs. They went out and filled it. And I think that's why you can be more excited about this class. It wasn't about the numbers. It was about filling needs at this point. Kelly? You know, it used to be you guys on signing day, there would be big signing day parties, and, you know, they'd have the board there and they'd write the player's name up on the board as they came in, and there would be a roar and applause as that name was added. But I can't help but think that this portal, which we've beaten the portal thing to death, but I mean, the fact that the portal is even there has changed even the complexion of national signing day. Is that reasonable, Heath? 
I would say that and, and that meant is social media. I think social media is a big deal because kids are putting it out there now. It's more of a uh, they're out there putting their name out where it's going. So I think that's what's changed a lot. People don't have to go anywhere to find out where, where people have signed. They can sit at home, sit on the couch, and read it. So it's no secret so anymore. You're seeing not many parties anymore. Yeah, no, no secrets anymore for sure. So let's take a look at these. Uh, take a look at these guys. I know in particular, Heath, you you really like these offensive linemen that they've that they've got in the fold now. I do, I do. I think uh, when you start looking at offensive linemen, a guy that come in and play uh, really immediately, Luke Rogers, offensive lineman. I Brandon, his dad's a coach. They're going to bring him in as a center. Uh, you watch film on him at really good uh, first step off the snap. Uh, really just a smart football player. When you're talking center, you're talking a guy that has to go out and make calls. That's what you're looking for. Coach's son, he knows the game. He's been around his whole life, so nothing's going to be too much for him. They kind of run a pro system at Southern Miss on the offensive line, so he'll take on to that real quick. Um, I really like Tanner Welch, nicknamed Tank Welch, uh, from uh, Flowood, uh, North uh, West Rankin. This is a kid that just moves people, 6'8", 310 pounds, probably going to be a guard. Um, just, uh, I mean, you watch him on film, and he's pancaking people. In fact, there's one where he's playing. He may play left tackle, play left tackle and he just throws the guy down. It's hilarious. Um, another one, Chris Hayes, offensive line of Startwell. Not as big of a guy. They'll be able to put some weight on him, a coach and card. They'll put, you know, 20, 30 pounds on him, 6'4". More of a tight end type of body. I mean, a tight end, a tackle type of body. And, and you look at the offensive line. You just really got to be excited with what they're bringing in because of just the skill that they're bringing in on the offensive line. Maybe not immediate impact, but maybe a year down the road, I think you'll see. That what do, what do we know about Gabe Cavazas from Mississippi State? He he uh, transferred in between we talking to you, but it's a guy that you know coming from an SEC he was a big uh, big recruit up north Mississippi. Yeah, just a a road. So what they're calling him is just a road graver. You know, six five, three hundred pounds. Uh, offensive tackle once again. Offensive tackle now. Here's something interesting Coach Hall said today. In the group of five, an offensive tackle is a position that you have to learn how to play. It's not something you come in as a freshman play an offensive tackle. That very rarely happens. It's a developmental position, and I think he's a developmental guy who can play tackle. Uh, really signed out of high school. I like Coromont High School. Cormorant, however you say it. But uh, just a another one of those guys that a road graver offensive line they had to hit the offensive line hard because of what they're losing and because they didn't have to just add numbers they were able to go in and pick pieces that fit their system i think this guy fits their system well a couple of things that jump out to me when you talked about two of those offensive linemen one from brandon and one from starkville you're talking about high school programs that know how to win these guys know what it takes to win because brandon and Starkville, didn't both of those teams play for the 6A title this year? And uh, Starkville won it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, so you're talking about guys that know how to win. Yeah. Guys that have also played in the Rock, that know what that atmosphere is like, that have played on that field. I mean, it's just, think about it, they got to watch them even closer during those games. 
So, yeah, guys that know how to win, they're coming yeah. in already know how to win. They're not going to have to learn how to win, and that's an important thing. And it's, it's about – it's also about – Coach Hall always talked about it, the the foundation they build, the way they do things at Southern Miss. It's so important for these players to fit into that, and I think you're seeing that as well. Talking to Heath Hinton, the Big Gold Nation Eagles add uh, so far today 23 23- uh, commitments, or we should say now that they're they're signed. I know a guy you're excited to talk about, defensive lineman um, Elijah Douglas from Pensacola. We flip him from Georgia Tech, but maybe the bigger story is he came to Southern Miss uh, with offers from Troy in South Alabama. Yeah, you're talking 6'3", 280, 290 pounds, and is quick. Plays de- playing defensive end in high school. I don't know if they'll move into the middle. Uh, maybe take a couple of pounds on him, leave him at defensive end. Not sure about that. Be fun with Coach Ed Carr and them to get their hands on him. But you watch this guy on the field. He has quick feet. Coach uh, Hall kind of called him the jitterbug a little bit. Just uh, it, it creates great hands. A guy that, you know, he may be able, a guy, be able to come in and play immediately. It just depends on uh, what they want to do with him, bringing him in and weight and different things. But, man, what a big pickup for Southern Miss yeah. to get that guy to flip him from Georgia Tech and then to keep South Alabama, Troy, and other schools away from him. Big-time get for Southern Miss. Back on offense, uh, a, a guy that people should be excited about. He's a quarterback, so Kelly and I are both intrigued about this position, Ethan Crawford from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, a kid that was injured this season, but you watch him on film, uh, just a uh, – a big time arm, smart quarterback, not the tallest guy, about six foot, but you don't have to be if you can move around the pocket, make strong guys. But when you watch him run the football, that's what's even better. And you know how Coach Hall likes to have his quarterbacks that run the football. Now he's about to come in, he's going to be getting over injury just like Matthew Nixon out of West Jones will. Uh, sorry, Luke had to get the West Jones comment. Yeah, Mustang signing today. Awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. so uh, once again, a couple of guys that are injured that are going to be coming in. So, uh, hey, just to be fun to watch, they added four quarterbacks today. I don't know if they're done or not, but they added four quarterbacks today. And when I asked Coach Hall about that, he said, look, competition. We're going to create competition. We're going to get the quarterback position better. And it feels like he did that. Well, and it, and it, but, but something as that position becomes congested now, Heath, something's going to have to give. Would, I would think so. I would think after spring, I think once you see where people kind of fit into the offensive game plan in the fall, I think you'll see uh, guys that maybe hit the portal. So I don't think that quarterback room would be as congested after spring. You may see some guys get in before spring. But I, I think there'll be some attrition there because there's just not going to be snaps for people. And if they're not going to get any snaps, they're just not going to sit on the team where they can go and play somewhere else. Heath, real quick, in about 20 seconds, Christmas gift. How can people give Big Gold Nation as a Christmas gift? Yeah, just go to southernmiss.rivals.com. Go sign up. It's uh, $8.99 a month or, uh, you know, 99 for a year. Go 99 years. It's a lot cheaper. Come have fun. We've talked about recruiting all day. Appreciate it, guys. And things have never been better on the Southern Miss Athletic Front. Heath Hinton, thanks so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints, more about uh, about Southern Miss, and Eagle basketball still to talk about as the Eagle Hour continues after this break.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. It's right over the 4th Street Bridge in the shadow of the rock. Slade and the crew there always have. Miss Louise always has a great uh, plate lunch for you. Monday through Friday, $9.99. That includes your soft drink. Booty's always uh, putting on trivia contests. They're constantly giving away prizes. You know, lots of times the trivia contests are themed. I know they had some Christmas-themed, you know, trivia contests. Always, and where everybody knows your name, kind of like Cheers back in the, in the day. But uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Everybody there for sure is a Southern Miss fan, and uh, that's where all the big games are always on the TV as well. 4th Street Bar and Grill. Joining us now from New Orleans, from NOLA.com, is our friend Patrick McGee, who uh, contributes on a regular basis to this program. Patrick, as we welcome you, first of all, Southern Miss, a big bowl winner, and indeed the Sun Belt looking pretty good at this point. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, the Sun Belt undefeated in all the bowl games so far that uh, their members have participated in. Yeah, and you can kind of point to Troy beating uh, UTSA, you know, far and away the best team out of the conference, USA, uh, in a bowl game is kind of a feather in the hat for the conference. And really, I, re- I would have liked to have seen a Troy-Tulane football game this season. I think that would have been uh, pretty good. So, yeah, Sunbelt Conference, uh, there's there's so much, you know, parity within the conference. It's going to be tough for one, you know, one of these teams to break through and get one of those – uh, major bowl bids. Uh, maybe once the playoff gets here, they can make a good case for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some belts top to bottom, a pretty good, solid, pretty solid conference, and they're showing play well in, in bowl season, which is no surprise. And we'll mention just basketball here briefly because tomorrow night, Southern Miss will go to the Mac Convention Center in Lost Wages, or as I like to call it, also Las Vegas, to take on UNLV. Both teams have only lost one game on the year so far. And, Luke, let's go over the, the net ratings and then get Patrick to talk about uh, the status of this Eagle basketball basketball team, folks, nationally <laughs> being nationally recognized. How about that? Yeah, UNLV was, was pretty high. It's because they beat Dayton uh, when they were a top 25 team. They beat Minnesota. Both those teams have fallen off a little bit. So UNLV right now sitting at 61st. But the Golden Eagles earlier this week were 29th. That place is now occupied by the Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Golden Eagles now 23rd, Patrick McGee, in net ranking. Hard to fathom at 11-1. and one. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, whenever you change your roster dramatically like uh, Jay Ladner did and really get a nice mix of players and, and turn things around, and that's obviously happened. And you've got the win over Vanderbilt. You know, not exactly a, a, a win that's going to put you over the top. So this is kind of a... If Southern Miss wants to be in an at-large conversation, this is a game they really need to win uh, to, to kind of give them that extra little boost uh, going into conference play. So it's an important game. It's not it's not a must-win, really. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be a one big conference. You know, you know, seventy-five percent of the time. So I, I think uh, so. It, they just got to win the conference tournament to get in. But if they can beat UNLV. I think they enter that conversation as an at-large. And tomorrow, John Sandler, the radio voice of the UNLV Running Rebels, will be joining us here on the Eagle Hour, as we'll also be at Ramey Motors tomorrow in Purvis, a special edition of the Eagle Hour. Kelly, one, one thing about that, and it goes into what you were, you were just saying with, with Patrick, 
Right now, Lafayette is ten and one. Marshall is eleven and two. James Madison is nine and three. Got a bunch of teams with seven, but I mean that the, the top three teams in the Sun Belt now before conference play have four combined losses with them. And Patrick, that that may you know play in for uh, the the parity may may actually hurt the league for an at large later in the season. Yeah, but it, you know if if these teams can kind of keep a stable RPI and say the top half of the conference, you know, is pretty good. The bottom half is probably going to be a a low net rating, but the top, if the top half, which looks pretty decent, say from Old Dominion on up, you know you've got six to seven teams that are solid programs, which is not what we expected at all uh, going into Southern Miss's first year in the Sun Belt Conference. This is supposed to be a bad uh, basketball conference, with the exception of maybe two to three teams each season. But if you got six or seven good teams and they each keep a solid uh, net rating, uh, that that does improve the chances of more than one team getting in. All right, Patrick McGee, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. We rarely on this program will ever quote that Academy Award-winning movie Dumb and Dumber. But with the loss by the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Buccaneers, and a win by the Saints this past Sunday, you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, Luke Johnson, uh, uh, our Luke Johnson at at NOLA.com, he wrote a piece last week that gave that put the Saints at a 1% chance of getting in the playoffs. And with the win this past weekend, they improved to a, a, a drastically improved to 4% uh, chance of getting in the playoffs. So the odds are really, really stacked against the Saints. But, you know, coming out last weekend and, and the screws NFC South is in, you can't completely count out anything, even though I had completely counted out the Saints, you know, a week ago, which basically I still am. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're alive whatever you know we'll see <laughs> what what comes of it but they got to win in, in pretty miserable conditions against the the browns on Saturday. you the bgs yeah and if it and if it's staying alive and if it was up to america probably none of the teams in the nfc south would make the playoffs right. none of them have certainly deserved it but as you look back through the saint season which isn't over yet one of the things that you have noted patrick is they really can't complain about quarterback play, and for anybody that wanted Jameis Winston to come back and start, it's generally assumed that Andy Dalton has not been the problem. No, uh, and I think those complaints about Dalton have started to fade here over the last three to four weeks. Uh, as I point out, he's had a you know Dalton's had a couple of bad games this season, uh, but those are mainly situations where the Saints are down anyway, and he was just doing what he could to get him back in it. Uh, yeah, I mean Dalton's solid. The stats are solid. And if you put those statistics on the line, you know, and, and compared, say, before the season, say, hey, this is what you're going to get out of quarterback this season. Uh, we know what defense y'all have and this and that. You would think the Saints are a playoff team. If you got that kind of production on the quarterback position where they didn't make massive mistakes, you know. Uh, but whenever, you, you know, the problem for the Saints, the main one, is you don't have a Michael Thomas. You haven't had a lot of the key players on defense through injury off and on. Uh, but this team is healthy enough to compete at this point. Uh, Alvin Kamara, if he ever kind of catches fire, maybe the Saints' offense can kind of get moving a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Saints most likely aren't going to make the playoffs, but uh, the reason they're not going to get there is not because of the quarterback. So so there's talk that uh, that kind of privately and quietly, Sean Payton has said, you know, a return to the Saints could be possible. But right now they have a head coach. Are we any closer to knowing – Anything about that one way or the other? No, no. That's that's just gonna. That's probably going to have to wait till the season's over with. I mean, things would have to really kind of fall apart 
uh, really quickly and get kind of <laughs> ugly, even more so pretty quickly, for them to make a move on Dennis Allen. I was going to say. I, I text. I think I text you, Patrick. It may have been somebody else. But I said, is it wrong to be angry that we won? <laughs> so that they, could, <laughs> they could make a change earlier. But, I mean, yeah. it, it, that's where it is. You know, I mean, that. You know, we were able to win and finally pull one out and not give up a lead like we have so many times. But it was just they like, tried ah. to. They tried to give it away. That's exactly exactly right, um, uh, for sure. So, uh, t- talk about you know th- this past week, Kamara was actually able to run, and you know Taysom Hill uh, came in and, and threw a touchdown. Uh, what you, you talked about, you know they they need to win in in some tough conditions, you know going forward uh, mm-hmm. this week. What what do they have to do to to, to get the Browns? Just run the ball well. You know, the passing game probably isn't going to have much of a role this weekend. Uh, you know, if you get Alvin, it's really one of those games you wish you had a guy like a Latavius Murray uh, that you can hand the ball off to, but they really don't have that. Uh, so it's going to be on Alvin Kamara to really kind of tote the load. And, uh, you know, no, no Mark, Mark Ingram would also come in handy, but his season's over with. So this is a game that doesn't really feel like one the Saints are kind of suited for, but if they play good defense and if Alvin Kamara can finally kind of break loose and have a big game, maybe put up 110 yards, 100 yards, and they just avoid turnovers, this game they can win. But they just have to play clean clean offense and play really well on defense. And, and I'll tell you why I think the timing of this game is good is because as somebody like myself that follows the AFC North pretty closely, the Browns really circled the wagons last week um, to knock off Baltimore, which they did. Uh, which helps Cincinnati's cause, but I say that that the Browns might be might be set for a little letdown after uh, knocking off the Ravens than to play in the Saints. You know how this league is; it's it's really weird. You beat the teams you're right. you're not supposed to beat, and then you lose the teams that you're not supposed to lose too. So this would be one of those situations. And look, the Saints. There's no more room for error. Whether it's one percent, four percent. You know, whatever the percentage is, it goes to zero percent if the Saints don't win like these last three games. There's just very little room for error here. Yeah, I mean, this, this Saints team has, has kicked itself in the butt I don't know how many times, and, and they really almost gave it away against the Falcons. Uh, they had a chance here or there to really kind of close that that one out, and they needed a late turnover to win that one. So my confidence level in the Saints aren't isn't the greatest right now. They just don't have that killer instinct that they've had in the yeah. past. And uh, they've just got to figure out a way to get that back. Yeah. But but some of the other teams in the division have got tough games left. I mean, we mentioned Baltimore. I think the Falcons right. the Falcons play Baltimore this week. So I mean, you know, they can. Tom yeah, Brady does. Tom Brady does Falcons. not have a easy. I mean, a, a hard schedule going forward. Patrick, uh, ball game tonight in um, in New Orleans, South Alabama, taking on Western Kentucky. I'm for South Alabama because I can't stand Western Kentucky, and I'm for the Sun Belt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm taking South Alabama that one. I'm, I'm probably going with the Jaguars. That would that would make them undefeated. The league still undefeated in postseason play. Patrick, thanks very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to y'all too. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, and Michael Mergens will return. The final segment of the Eagle Hour coming up after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
final segment on this signing day Wednesday brought to you by D-Bat and D1 Training. On Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, last second Christmas gifts go in there. Great facilities, memberships, pro shop, it's all there. The bat on the left, the one training on the right, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Also, Kelly, in the holiday cheer, what better place to go by? And uh, if, if it's sugar season right now, and if you're going to have sugar, the sugar at Mobe Beignet in Hattiesburg is much better. You know from personal experience, because it has permeated your scalp, your hair, and all <laughs> yes. of your clothing. I'm still still trying to get all that powder, but what a way to go. And I think the flavored syrup for this month is blackberry. I think blackberry was the one for nice. December. But they have, uh, I like the cinnamon cream uh, that you can pour on those as well with the powdered sugar. So if you want to just kind of chill, listen listen to some you know Christmas jazz. Just kind of unwind a little bit, have a hot or a cold coffee with some beignets. Man, that's the place to be. Let everybody else do the rushing around. You take it easy. Bobe Beignet in Hattiesburg. All right, to recap, uh, and if you missed uh, our, our earlier analysis and then Heath Hinton came in gave his analysis, you can always listen to uh, to the Eagle Hour uh, on demand on a plethora of podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. It's all there uh, for you on demand. All right, Eagles get 17 high school and junior college signees of those 14 high school, three junior college, and then six signees from the portal. All said together, 23 new Eagles today, four quarterbacks, a running back, three wide receivers, a tight end, four offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, four linebackers, two defensive backs, a deep snapper, and a kicker, and a partridge in a pear tree. 13 offense, eight defense, Two special teams. Will Hall, a little earlier, making an open statement, maybe about some additional positions they may address uh, as they still have a few scholarships remaining. Here's what Coach Hall said. Yeah, so, you know, just a phenomenal day for us to, to add 23 kids. I think 13 offensively, eight defensively, and two in the kicking game with a kicker and a long snapper. Uh, just really excited about what all of them bring to the table. Uh, a bunch of them will be enrolling at mid-year. And this is just the beginning for us. You know, we'll sign all the way through, uh, you know, upcoming till we can enroll them in school, which is like January 17th, 18th, 19th. And uh, we'll keep monitoring the portal throughout. Uh, specifically, we've got four needs we'd still like to address. I still think we need another linebacker with all we got leaving. I think we need two more people in the secondary whether that's a corner or a safety or one of each. Um, and then, and then we would, we would look at, you know, a tight end. If we can get a really good one, uh, you know, to fill four more needs, we, we never turn down great line of scrimmage people on either side of the ball. If any of those come available, but we really felt like we were able to sign a good mix of high school players along with transfer players. We've got a ton of players coming back. We feel really good about our future and building this program. So uh, Kelly still looking to address a, a, a few few places. Uh, one he didn't mention was was quarterback. So maybe they're done, but surely you know if if a name pops up or a name or two pop up, they will grab grab them in a heartbeat. Yeah, but you know what what I really like about in particular the way they're doing things is that they don't they don't sign people just to meet their quota, right? They have certain qualifications that the guys need to check those boxes, and if they don't check the boxes, they leave them alone. And I remember when Will Hall first got here, he said, you know, he had a lot of his friends calling, hey, you need to look at this kid from whatever school. And Will would say, hey, we're friends, right? You trust me? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, he's a good kid, but he's not, 
He's just not, he's not what we're looking for. You know, so I like the fact that they're not just, that they'd rather sit on the scholarships and wait for that right kid to come along rather than fill the scholarship with somebody just to, to have warm bodies. I like that. Bowl game tonight, uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN down uh, in the Superdome. Western Kentucky, who we do Oose. not like. Against South Alabama. Now, now, what what I'm excited about in this bowl season, Sunbelt's undefeated right now, what I'm excited about is cheering for our fellow Sunbelt teams. And uh, and so a 10-2 and two South Alabama team taking on uh, a Western Kentucky team. Reed, of course, uh, from Western Kentucky, the quarterback, threw for over 4,000 yards this year. Be interesting to see what Kane Womack's defense does against him. They've been, they've been steady, consistent all year long. And when all these... These gurus look in on the, the signing day today. I'd like to see how Southern Miss stacks up, particularly against teams in the West. You know, how do the Eagles do against uh, the Cajuns and against, you know, the Jags and, um, you know, some of the other teams like Troy. You know, I mean, John Summerall was named Coach of the Year. I think he probably, you know, deserved that. And um, so with that, you know, is he going to be able to turn that into more, you know, good players coming that direction? We'll see. Sure. So as uh, we wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour on signing day, go to southernmiss.com. Um, of course, if you're a member of Big Gold Nation, you can go uh, on, on the Rivals site, southernmiss.rivals.com. Great Christmas gift uh, for you and your family uh, helping uh, and, and checking out what Heath has to offer over there. But southernmiss.com, there is a, a bio of each one of these signees uh, from today, all 23 of them. So go learn and go read about uh, the the newest Golden Eagles. One, so one good, good stuff. And one particular player in Oregon got an early Christmas gift, Luke. Yeah, we'll talk about him maybe next week. <laughs> McCormick, Cam McCormick, tied in, was just given his eighth and ninth years of eligibility. He can play for a decade in college football. Gabe Montenegro, are you listening? There you go. Maybe <laughs> there's still room. Hey, we're going to be at Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow. Come see us. Uh, I guarantee you, if you don't know what to get for Christmas or needed a couple more gifts, they've got something uh, for everybody. So we'll catch you tomorrow. Bob's back tomorrow as well. Come see us in purpose at Ramy Motors. As always, hope you have a great day. And Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.